Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn-in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane, and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA as a first-time lawyer. I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler, how much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary. They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said... Show me, in a courtroom, how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing in the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th, or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now. They might be giants that have been on the road for too long. Too long. And they might be giants aren't even sorry. Not even sorry. And audiences like the shows too much. Too much. And now they might be giants are playing their breakthrough album, Flood. All of it. And they still have time for other songs. They're fooling around. Who can stop They Might Be Giants and their liberal rock agenda? Who? No one. This ad was paid for with somebody else's money. Greetings. This is AG from Muller She Wrote. If you're listening to this, it's because you haven't yet become a patron. So I wanted to make sure you knew that due to unforeseen shipping costs, which is my bad, we have to modify our reward levels. I wanted to give you this opportunity to get in under the wire and get more swag for less before we have to raise the costs. So if you've been meaning to subscribe, do it before April 13th and we'll honor the current levels. You can also purchase our stuff separately on our website if you're unable to pledge. Some of the proceeds go to Act Blue to help flip Congress in November. So visit MullerSheWrote.com and click subscribe to become a patron. Or click shop to grab your merch separately. Thanks for supporting women in podcasting. This podcast may contain laughter. So to be clear, Mr. Trump has no financial relationships with any Russian oligarchs. That's what he said. That's what I said. That's obviously what our position is. 
I'm not aware of uh, any of those activities. I have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I didn't have not have communications with the Russians. What do I have to get involved with Putin for? I have nothing to do with Putin. I've never spoken to him. I don't know anything about him other than he will respect me. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. So, it is political. You're a communist. No, Mr. Green. Communism is just a red herring. Like all members of the oldest profession, I'm a capitalist. Hello, and welcome to Mueller, She Wrote. I'm A.G., your anonymous host, crushing the Hatch Act. Uh, with me, as always, is Jaleesa Johnson. Hello. And Jordan Coburn. How's it going? Welcome back, Jordan. Jordan went to Big Bear without us last weekend, without us, <laughs> I which did. is fine. I did, yes. Did you see some bears? No bears. Okay. Some bullshit, as Brian Simpson would say. Oh, no. <laughs> no bears, but bullshit. Is that a thing? <laughs> oh, well, he's... I'm going to ruin his joke. He does a joke about... <laughs> Yelp reviews on national parks, and he's like, "Oh, they're funny." Didn't see any bears. Bullshit. Yeah, you gave one star. star. Yeah. <laughs> you gave nature one star. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great. Check out Brian Simpson if you get a chance. He's yeah, one of he's my favorites. Uh, yeah. Well, welcome back. No cozy bears or fancy bears. Nope. Just, nope. <laughs> just regular bears. None right. to be seen. Well, you guys, it's been another wicked news week. Uh, Jordan's going to tell us about Dearborn and Mashburn. Uh, Jaleesa will be going over the latest news on Elliot Broidy, and I'll be talking about a guy named Ted Malik. If you're a patron, you can also check out our minisodes this week on Person A in the Vanderswan court filing and the chaos in the office responsible for vetting Trump appointees. Like you <laughs> thought it would be a, a smoothly run organization. Mm-hmm. It's not. Good guess. <laughs> uh, and don't forget, this week, uh, Mueller She Wrote Book Club is going to go over chapters 9 through 12 of Russian Roulette. And that's free for everyone. We have two more weeks of Russian Roulette, and then we're going to move right into A Higher Loyalty by James Comey. Mm -hmm. Cannot Uh, wait. I know. So order your copy, become a patron, uh, and join us for those discussions. All right. I think I got all the formalities out of the way. Why don't we uh, get into it with just the facts? All right. We learned right after we recorded last week's show that my prediction about DeGeneva, that's the you know, the crazy conspiracy theory Fox attorney. Right. (laughs) Um, My prediction about him not being able to represent both Trump and Corallo was correct. Uh, Jaleesa, can you play that clip from last week about DeGeneva? Oh, yeah. Monday, Trump hired a new attorney. And this is a conspiracy theorist that he saw on Fox and Friends like a year ago who believes that Trump has been framed by the FBI. He believes that that the, the FBI and the Department of Justice wanted Hillary to win. And when she didn't, they set out to frame Donald Trump for these crimes. Mm. So this is D. DeGeneva. DeGeneva. His name is Joe DeGeneva. And, and here's something I didn't know. DeGeneva is also representing Corallo. Um, Corallo was the, the legal spokesperson for the Trump legal team. And he quit after he witnessed Trump and company drafting a false statement about the June 2016 meeting Mm -hmm. on Air Force One. Right. So there could be a conflict of interest there. Yeah. So right after we recorded, we learned that DeGeneva has refused to represent Trump or Trump says it's because he doesn't like him and they have a personality conflict. Hmm. But uh, Trump's legal team cites conflict of interest, which is what we cited last week. So 
Make no mistake, though, he cannot represent Trump and a guy who's going to testify against Trump. That's you'll lose your law license. Right. Uh, And despite the uh, crazy exposure he would get for repping Trump, he would rather uh, be on the winning side, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even though he's way less known. Yeah. I like his name. It sounds like a pyramid scheme in itself. Oh, that. The Herbalife. Degenova. Degenova. Yeah. (laughs) Dejoin Degenova. That's stupid. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, he's the conspiracy theorist nut job that thinks the FBI framed Trump uh, and even that guy knew that Trump was the losing uh, (laughs) prospect so as much as he'd like the fame he'd rather have the W so Mm -hmm. then in a shocking display of pro-European anti-Putin sentiment Trump decided to make or excuse me he decided to take McMaster's parting advice and he ordered the expulsion of 60 Russian diplomats yeah from the US on Monday morning now I know we hear this a lot we hear about leaders expelling diplomats and closing consulates but like what does that even mean right you know mm-hmm. well because he closed they closed the consulate in New York and, and one in Seattle mm-hmm. um, and is 60 a lot yes that's pretty um, 60 is how many all of Europe um, expelled and we, yeah. we wow. just met their number yeah um, so it's, you know, I, I guess there, a lot of them are spies. Um, I, I still don't quite understand why we build houses for foreigner spies to live. Like, I don't get that either. Yeah, such nice houses, too. <laughs> Mansions. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's like a trying to make sure we're all on a level playing field kind of thing. Like, some of us got to have spies in low places. <laughs> I Just know. so it's fair. No, I'm not going to sing. <laughs> but... Um, I don't know. I'll be honest. I didn't think he was going to do anything. Yeah, same. Yeah. I think it's a cover up. Like, mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, last sure. last week we were talking about this. How he McMaster recommended it, and and the intelligence community recommended it. And you, Julissa, you were like, nah, he no. Nah. Yeah, I, I didn't think he would do anything about it. In fact, we thought he was just going to like do something crazy to just you know retaliate in favor of Putin. You know, if anything, but. He just kind of stepped out of the way, I guess. Right? Like the idea is that this motion was already in play, and he just. He shouldn't do anything to stop it, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, mm-hmm. it's interesting because the White House has said some tough things about Russia. Mm-hmm. You know, they did enact uh, sanctions on those 13 Russians mm-hmm. that Mueller indicted. Mm-hmm. They copied and pasted him into an indictment <laughs> or into some sanctions. And now they're expelling the diplomats. But Trump has not taken any unilateral action against Russia. Mm-hmm. He hasn't said anything he keeps quiet about it it's it's interesting lindsey graham says quote i think the problem is that russia is running wild whatever we're doing is not working and the president for some reason has a hard time pushing back against putin yeah Uh, for some reason (laughs) we just can't figure it out the entirety of our podcast (laughs) (laughs) Uh, also on monday trump trump told some close aides he wants porter back (laughs) oh my gosh that's the wife beater guy the the double wife beater um (laughs) a dude's lonely i guess yeah hicks left he misses him yeah i guess so yeah (laughs) his kid wrangler left yeah. You know, Raffle, Josh Raffle. He needs to have someone that is, uh, at least as far as the press is concerned, lower than him around him at all times. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Is that... Maybe, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like him. <laughs> uh, we found out there's still some back and forth on those loans that Kushner got uh, from the CEOs of Apollo and Citigroup after they visited the White House. Remember that, you guys? Mm-hmm. Kushner got half a billion dollars from them. Yeah. Um, let's rewind a second to episode 18 from a month ago uh, for a quick reminder. As you know, he's in debt up to his beady little eyes Mm -hmm. on a few of his big Satan properties. (laughs) 
And though he stepped down as CEO of Kushner Properties when he joined the White House, he didn't divest most of his real property. Uh, It turns out he met with the CEOs of some big banks and hedge funds in the White House as a presidential advisor, including the CEOs of Apollo and Citibank. And what do you know? Shortly after those meetings, Apollo and Citibank lent him um, about $500 million. What the fuck? (laughs) Well, around the time we reported that, A congressman from the House Oversight Committee named Raja Krishnamuthi, he sent a letter to the head of the Office of Government Ethics saying, you know, what the heckin'. Well, the ethics guy sent a response back on March 16th that basically said he looked into it, and it turns out the White House is already investigating it. Oh. Hmm. Oh, well, if the White House is investigating Mm -hmm. itself. (laughs) Nothing to worry about, I guess. I'm sure everything's great, eye roll. (laughs) all taken care of yeah don't no worries Nothing to see here no move along i think we should just call we could have an offshoot podcast called nothing to see here or it's just, <laughs> nothing burger podcast <laughs> just people sweeping things under the rug that's our graphic <laughs> i love it well raja krishnamuthi sent a letter back this week to well to to mcgann he this is the first one he sent to mcgann that's the white house council saying i hear you're investigating these loans to Kushner, I need all your documentation. And he's given him to April 10th to hand it over. So. <laughs> nice. That is not a long amount of time. Yeah. No, no. So we'll see what happens. And you guys remember that fundraiser in Beverly Hills that Trump mm-hmm. w- uh, was going to go to and it was hosted by Elliot Broidy? That was right. the day after he was here, right? Yeah, he was in San Diego looking at his wall prototype. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is just creepy to me. Oh, like, it's so creepy. Also, know. a wall is a wall is a wall, I would think. <laughs> Yeah. I don't understand why you need different I prototypes. I appreciate the aesthetics, but yeah, it's just a weird situation. <laughs> yeah, all they're around. just different hues, for well, sure. Well, some of them, yeah, they are different colors. One of them is uh, Surf Horizon. Another one is Cambridge Analytica. <laughs> no, they have um, like some of them have anti-climbing features, right? You know? <laughs> oh my god, yeah, it's so Berlin. Yeah, someone Ugh. did a joke right about the other night about the wall having just a red, white, and blue boxing glove that just yeah. comes out. Oh my <laughs> god, just hits people on the way up. <laughs> so boing, <messed> kapow, <laughs> everything's so fucked. Well, anyway, that that fundraiser um, that that Broidy put on, and we were like, what? Because Nader, his business partner, a proxy for Imbiza in the UAE, um, was arrested in January, and he's cooperating with Mueller. He's full immunity mm-hmm. uh, with Mueller. And we were like, how is this Broidy guy who, who's, you know, doing all this business with Nader hosting a fund? Like, that just, it's not smart politics. Well, he didn't go to the fundraiser under mounting scrutiny. Yeah. <laughs> and this week, um, Broidy filed a lawsuit against Cutter. I know, Jaleesa, you're going to talk to talk to us about that a exactly, little bit later, right? Yep. Yeah. So anyway, and you, you guys remember uh, Cutter is under blockade by Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, Egypt and Bahrain for um, alleged support of terrorism which Qatar denies, um, and they've refused to comply with the demands of the blockade, which include dismantling the news service Al Jazeera, which mm. which I love. Yeah, they're great. Uh, and don't forget, Jared's dad tried to get a loan from the Qatars, uh, from That's the right. Qatars, from the Qataris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because he's in debt over a billion dollars on his 666 Satan Avenue <laughs> building. That's um, their ML. And they turn him down. So... I don't know. Jaleesa's going to go over that later. I'm, I'm interested to hear more on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, a lot more news dropped about Cambridge Analytica. Gizmodo put out a weird report on Monday that Cambridge Analytica was given intellectual property software from Canada, uh, which would be considered an in-kind campaign contribution from a foreign entity. And that's a federal 
crime. That's, yeah. That's oh, a felony. Canada. And yeah, oh, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, remember Blame Canada? For, yeah. Yeah, we could actually <laughs> yeah. blame Canada. Finally, the episode becomes relevant. <laughs> yeah, it actually turns out to be partly true. Uh, so, even though it is Canada, it's not part of, you know, NAFTA mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to, you know, interfere in our campaigns, but. Or at least even provide software to those who intend to, uh, or even just help any campaigns in the United States. That's against um, that's against the campaign finance law, right? So, and then on top of that, it seems as though, from as far as I can tell, because this report is a little weird, um, it seems that Cambridge Analytica lied about the origins of the contributions to cover up the fact the software and intellectual property came from a foreign country, and. And seemingly because they know it's wrong. Do you remember the memo that they got from mm-hmm. Giuliani's law firm, a guy named Levy, saying to Mercer, Bannon, and Nix of Cambridge Analytica, hey, you might want to have Americans do this. And, and that's because they were advising against having foreigners. Yeah, uh, good ad- advice. Advise on campaigns <laughs> because it's illegal. So, but they ignored that. So that's interesting. And we already knew um, from our show last week that Russia had contact with Cambridge Analytica via a professor from St. Petersburg State University named Koger, I think his name was Koger, that stole data from 50 million Facebook users. And he was given grants by the Russian government to study psychographic micro-targeting, psychographic (laughs) micro-targeting, and uh, how to influence American voters, because they had been doing it in the battle against ISIS, like how to win wars, like really Machiavellian shit, Mm -hmm. Um, art of war type stuff. So... Seth Abramson summed it up pretty nicely on Twitter saying, quote, the digital marketing company, the Mercers and Bannon brought to Trump's campaign via Kushner was quite possibly a criminal enterprise illegally funded by and benefiting from work done by foreign actors, Mm -hmm. unquote. Um, Further, it seems as though Cambridge Analytica either gave those data to the Russians or it was hacked by the Russians. And all that means that the chances Kushner, Bannon and Parscale and probably Trump himself thought everything was on the up and up or like slim to none. Oh, yeah. So details like this could be used by Mueller to charge and flip Kushner uh, and Bannon on Trump. Unless, of course, Bannon and Kushner are in the top tier of his target pyramid. Yeah, I wonder. So I don't know. We'll see. But a lot. of I feel like they've got to be. They've done so much shit. They're pretty big fish. Yeah. I would rather I would rather get if it were me. I'd rather get Kushner on money stuff mm-hmm. and use the conspiracy stuff to roll him. Yeah. Can you charge him on money stuff and then have him flip on the conspiracy stuff? Yeah. You can nice. You can say, I'm going to charge you with all these. Right. If you don't want all these charges, I need you to tell me about what yeah. you, you and Trump did. Just like how Mueller's been giving people the lying to the FBI charge and then having them flip, mm-hmm. even though they've done way more than that. Right. But I think if yeah. you charge them with too much, they might not be... Inclined to inclined flip, to yeah. Flip. There <laughs> That's might be, fair. Oh, so I either get 80 years or 100 years? Yeah. Hmm. I'll take 80. Yeah. (laughs) I won't snitch. So also out this week, and here's another thing about Cambridge Analytica. (laughs) The Brexit campaign may have been illegally funded through shell companies tied to to Cambridge Analytica. They might, Brexit might have been part of this. That's Um, nuts. We learned that Cambridge Analytica sent foreigners to advise U.S. Republican House campaigns in 2014. Also, and that could explain why we've said this forever, that the GOP in the House is complicit. They're they're pushing yeah. back on this and, and not investigating because they are they're part of it. Targets. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, very frustrating. <laughs> like it, it, they 
they were there. They were helping him in 2014. John Bolton was a beneficiary. We, we talked about that last week. Um, but that could be why the GOP scrambled to shut down the Russia investigation in the House and produce that stupid majority report <laughs> yeah. on its quote unquote findings. Disgrace. Um, they knew Democrats were about to expose Cambridge Analytica mm-hmm. or at least Mueller. So and then finally on Monday, the United States Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, launched a probe into Cambridge Analytica. So that's and that, but that's not the end, though, because we also learned that British Parliament is investigating Cambridge Analytica and they have summoned Mark Zuckerberg, I think, four times, three times. Yeah. Now. And he's refused to appear. Um, he's going to send somebody else. Uh, cited, you know, so Cambridge Analytica is so so big now that British Parliament is investigating their role in hacking the American elections. It's crazy. Um, the FTC is investigating it. So pretty much everyone except our own Congress is looking into this for us. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, so embarrassing. It's very embarrassing. <clears throat> and this is speculative, but it's clear to me that the House GOP wanted to end the investigation before it led right into their bank accounts, pretty much. Yeah, that makes sense. Same reason why Trump wants it to end, too. Yeah, exactly. He won because of it. It was sketchy, illegal. Right, because there's multiple reports that GOP congressional races accepted funds funneled through intermediaries tied to Cambridge Analytica. Yeah, er- I bet. Eric Prince and Elliot Broidy. So they put their own interests ahead of ours um, and shut down that inquiry. Uh, but well, at least we have the UK government looking out for us. So. Yeah, that's good. Good old UK. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I can't wait for them to find the criminality in our house, GOP. <laughs> and uh, ex- It's like your neighbor like investigating your own domestic abuse. <laughs> right. <laughs> good old neighbor. Thanks, man. Help me, please. Good looking house. <laughs> the cops won't do anything. Right? I, I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Um, Additionally, the FTC launched a probe into the data scandal, um, specifically uh, whether or not Facebook violated its consent decree um, when it released the data on mm-hmm. these users. And each violation carries a fine of $40,000. So that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That is. 50 million users. Um, It'll put a nice little rock chip dent in Mark Zuckerberg's fortune. Seriously. (laughs) Drop in the bucket for him. Yeah. Um, It was also reported that Cambridge Analytica sent foreigners to advise U.S. Republican campaigns in 2014, like I just said. So, you know, that's crazy that we had foreigners like Tom Tillis is one of them. He, he, and there's, and the guy at Cambridge Analytica who did it, who is a foreigner, has a big advertisement on his page about how he helped Tom Tillis win the election. Yes. Wow. It's, it's been taken down since this, since this started, though. So that's funny. <laughs> um, Zuckerberg will testify to the Senate Judiciary Committee. Um, cool. So, yeah. Uh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that. I mean, the the House Intel Committee investigation is a sham investigation. Oh, yeah. It's a kangaroo court. Except for Schiff, obviously. <laughs> kangaroo court's more sophisticated and legit <laughs> than they. They look into serious pouch issues. And, yeah. <laughs> and these guys aren't doing anything. But uh, but the the Senate, I still think, is pretty shammy. But it's, you know, at least they're making end runs and, and trying to look into things that that the house didn't look into. Yeah, and they're making some bipartisan moves as opposed to releasing two separate ideological memos. Exactly. And trying to pass that as like information to the freaking citizenry. <laughs> look what we did together. Yeah. Use your memo, we like, your fake memo. <laughs> yeah. We like to give you all sides. Yeah. <laughs> With no real recommendation. So this is irony. 
Um, on Tuesday, Trump took off in his motorcade to uh, dine with a friend of his in town uh, at his house. And here's the funny side note. The guy who had him over for dinner is the architect that designed the Watergate Hotel. Brilliant. Wow. <laughs> Brilliant. Just, Strange company. That pleases me. <laughs> Trump's like, I'd like to fit in breaking into the Watergate again. Yeah, tell <laughs> me. Possible. Tell me how to do it. <laughs> Could you design my campaign headquarters <laughs> next year? <laughs> um, yeah, this guy, I can't remember his name, but he's known as the Condo King of Washington. Okay. You're Abe Froman. That's right. I'm Abe Froman. The Sausage King of Chicago. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, Watergate. Fun. Uh, big news on Tuesday, nine senators, and this goes along with what you were just saying about the Senate being a little more bipartisan than two dumb memos, mm -hmm. two opposing memos. On Tuesday, nine senators sent uh, a letter to the top five Department of Justice officials asking them to pledge that they wouldn't fire Mueller or try to impede the investigation by defunding it or anything. Pretty much don't not impede it in any way. Yeah. Uh, if the person if they ended up being in charge of it. Um so they're trying to prevent a Saturday night massacre, basically. Very nice. And they're trying to get everybody on the record, um, public record, saying that they won't do this, that they will, you know, resign if it comes to that. And you, it was one GOP and eight Dems? I, I, I can't remember the mix. Okay. I'd have to look at it, but I know it's bipartisan. Overwhelmingly. Okay, yeah, technically, at least that's good. <laughs> at, least we, at least we can stay. Yeah. 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 Even if it's like half a guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'll take it. Like John McCain sort of just puts an X on it or something. <laughs> I don't think he was part of it. But yeah. Senators Coons and Tillis also released a bipartisan statement. That's one and one. So that's a little closer. Mm -hmm. Um saying that they believe the Mueller investigation should not be allowed or should be allowed to continue. This should not be impeded. Mm -hmm. They said, quote, we urge President Trump to allow the special counsel to complete his work without impediment, which is in the best interest of the American people, the president and our nation. Yes. So this is interesting that Tillis would do this since he was one of the beneficiaries of Cambridge Analytica in 2014. Maybe he got the least amount of money. <laughs> He's bitter. He just had some... Yeah, just some... He was paid in beers. Or cover-up. <laughs> some British guy make a lame commercial for him. Yeah. It would make sense to me that if anyone who has been involved in these sketchy foreign government influences, uh, if they could just do the most that they can to just save face a little bit and just make it seem... Just a little. Just divert the attention from their sketchy doings. That's what I would do. I would yeah. turn all the way and be yeah. like, you know what? And look at my list of evidence of things I've done that are right. Exactly. Hand, just yeah. hands up, but I'm going to be a patriot and um, I surrender and here's what happened. And I've seen this and I saw that. Oh, yeah, that and, would be ideal. Well, it would be the smart thing to do, too, because no one's going to remember you. Um, you're ha you're going to have no legacy. But mm -hmm. right now you're in a position and that not many people are in a position to do, which is to become a historic figure. Yeah. I would take that shot. Yeah. I don't know. Like John Dean or, you know, whatever. Like the, re the only reason we know who John Dean is is because he, he came out and said, yeah, I did it. It's, yeah. Uh, it's like infamy or obscurity. I think some of them would rather have obscurity, which is unfortunate. But you could be considered a hero. For sure. Yeah. You know? I mean, you'd be a hero to me, but some people will always remember. And you, you could always jerk. claim you were... <laughs> Sorry for stepping on your jerk punchline. Um, <laughs> or uh, you could just claim that you were undercover two timing the whole time. Oh, oh right, yeah, it was a mole mole. mole. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's worth a shot. I think you're right. Self moles. <laughs> uh, I mold myself. I did. Uh, Vanderswan appeared in court to ask for leniency in his sentencing, and special counsel was like, "What? 
what? No. <laughs> no. Um, we're not going to give you... They're like, well, he was good after that. And we're like, we're not going to reward you for not breaking the law. Um, <laughs> it was yeah. just a pretty funny hearing. There was also some speculation uh, as to whom person A was. There was a person A mentioned in this do- court document. Right. But we all knew from February that person A was Kalimnik. Yes. We've mm-hmm. been saying that, um, which I was stunned at how many people were stunned at that, per- that who was person A. And I was like, you guys. Yeah. They don't follow um, more sure. They got to listen. Mm-hmm. Well, I told AG them. AG called that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the New York Times confirmed that on Tuesday. So that's actually the first time uh, a, a major news, um, a, I don't know, journalism, or, you know, syndicate, whatever, reporting mainstream media, which <laughs> I guess some people don't like, but a legit <laughs> source actually confirmed something that we've been saying for a while. So yeah. that's cool. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and we have a whole mini-sode this week on Person A. Mm-hmm. So check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, remember our reporting on Russian money and the NRA, Jordan? Yep. Um, Senator Alexander Wyden. Torshin and all yeah. this. Yep. Torshin and Butina <laughs> and douches. <laughs> right to bear arms and all those guys. Yeah. Um, well, Senator Wyden, we've reported this already. This is this is old news that Senator Wyden wrote a letter to the NRA and the Treasury, Mnuchin, uh, asking for all documents regarding campaign funding from the NRA and the sources of those monies. Um, We also knew from early reporting that the Treasury did not get back to him, but the NRA did, basically giving, citing their policy on accepting foreign donations. Right. (laughs) uh, Which is like dumb. Yeah, very dumb. Like here, oh, did you take any money? Well, here, here's the law on money. (laughs) We're not allowed to. You're like, thanks. (laughs) I am a citizen and a citizen is not supposed to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Jordan, I think you were saying earlier, like, did you murder that guy? Well, here's the laws on murder. Yeah. You're not supposed to murder people. (laughs) (laughs) Totally doesn't answer the question. And uh, we also reported that Wyden sent another letter back asking them for clarification and then they got back to him again saying, uh, actually, yes, we did accept foreign f- campaign contributions. Uh, that's the new news. And Wyden uh, wrote back to them again demanding uh, their finance records. This is the dumbest back and forth. Like, I can't believe they just admitted it like the second time. They didn't even put up a fight for like a little while longer. It's like when you have those text conversations where someone's like, well, chicken and dumplings. And you're like... In reference to what? And they're like, you know. And I'm, no, I don't know. Can you tell me? Well, you like chicken. Like, yeah, no, I do like chicken. What are you talking about? (laughs) I need more details. Do you guys know people like that? They just say something without all the information. Yeah, talking in circles. Knowing that you have to ask them for the additional information. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of like, guess what happened to me today? Yeah. No. Yep. You can tell I hate me. placating those people. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> ignore them. <laughs> yeah. So this poor Senator Wyden is like, dude, come on. Will you just <laughs> <laughs> get on with it? Out with it. Uh, we learned this week that Dowd had floated the idea of pardoning Manafort and Gates before they were indicted. Mm-hmm. This is huge because discussing the possibility of a pardon to try to get Manafort and Gates to not cooperate with special counsel, um, that is witness tampering. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and to uh, the highest degree. It's like super witness tamper. You like you can't tamper harder. Yeah. Don't worry about it, bro. I'll get you out. <laughs> like, uh, if you think about it, Trump has pardon power. Right. And he can use it whenever he wants. He would not need to speak to an attorney about it. He wouldn't have to talk to Dowd about it. Dowd wouldn't have to go and talk to uh, Manafort and Gates attorneys about it. He would just pardon them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that they spoke about it indicates that there was a squid pro quo. Squid pro quo, is that what you call it, Jordan? Squid pro quo, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> this is, it, sorry, I just like it better than quid pro quo. Yeah. I'm actually thinking of getting a squid uh, pro quo tattoo, like like a... a I, have, oh. I have a confession. Sorry, after your tattoo idea. No, that's it. Uh, <laughs> yesterday you were saying squid pro quo, and or squid pro quo, and I thought... Shit, there's another one I don't know. <laughs> I could That's hilarious. Yes. Amphibian law. <laughs> like, why it's does that sound so familiar to quid pro quo? <laughs> she doesn't usually make mistakes. <laughs> Oh, that's but yes, funny. the tattoo, the squid pro crow tattoo would be epic. <laughs> it would just be a great inside joke and cool looking. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, this is bad news for Trump, I'm sure, as you can tell. Uh, I'm not sure why Dowd would have done that. That's way... Um, that puts his license in jeopardy, so I don't get it. Yeah. Maybe he was just talk. I don't know. Why the fuck am I trying to defend this guy? <laughs> I was just going to be like, maybe he's just... No. Mm, yeah, no. There's, I can't figure out a reason. Yeah, and, and it just looks horrible. I can't think of a way that it would not be horrible. There's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Wednesday night, we learned Trump hired a new lawyer. Uh, no one's heard of this guy. Uh, it, the only thing we know about him is that he had a midlife crisis in the 2000s and ended up getting a degree in medieval history. <laughs> so I just picture like this LARPer. Like, <laughs> like I am your lawyer. Huzzah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just, he's like making legal decision roll in 20 sided dice. Like, oh, I have an attack four. Let's get him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Good luck it's with all that. mine. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to LARP riff, but I don't yeah. know. I don't know what LARPers say. LARP impression. Yeah, that's what I think of. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you know enough about LARP. I don't to, to riff on it. I haven't yeah. seen. Yeah, I haven't seen it. We should go watch a LARPing tournament. We put this together with our medieval IT guy, and, oh. we, and we have a sitcom. Ooh. <laughs> I like where this is going. I know. I like it too. Uh, Thursday, Trump fired VA Secretary Shulkin and replaced him with Randy Jackson. Put your hands together for Randy Jackson. All right, so yo, dog, there's, there's some good stuff and some bad stuff here. All right, here we, here we go. No, no, no. Wait, wait. Ronnie Jackson. <laughs> Ronnie Jackson. Excuse me, my bad. Uh, he's the White House physician. Nice guy, straight teeth. Um, <laughs> Shulkin spoke out uh, to NPR and NBC and Matt Lauer on Meet the Press. He's making the rounds saying he was fired. Uh, even though White House said he resigned. He's like, no, I didn't resign. Uh, and he believes he was uh, politically moved out because he was blocking the privatization of the VA. Yeah. So if you think Trump cares about veterans, you, you'd be wrong. But he, he does care about money, though. That's uh, consistent. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's got he could he could stand to make a, a lot of money for the private health care sector um, at the expense of the taxpayer mm-hmm. uh, using veterans. Um, Ugh. It's, yeah, all the veterans groups are against this and all the veterans are against privatization, including the DAV and AMVETS. Um, I mean, it's so clear that the Republican agenda uh, is to privatize the VA. But, you know, how are there still Republican veterans when it's always the GOP who votes against funding for the VA? It's always the GOP who tries to privatize. Yeah, yeah, Um, it's weird. Doesn't add up. No, but we'll see what uh, Ronnie stands for during his... uh, (laughs) confirmation hearings like uh i don't know dog (laughs) that's gonna be a no for me yeah that's gonna be a no for me on privatization just not feeling it check it dog no (laughs) if he's if he's against privatization that'd be great but he's also got no experience 
running a a, a, ma- a major organization. The VA is the second biggest organization in, in the government. Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's the biggest healthcare provider in the United States, probably the world. We have 9 million veterans, 340,000 employees in the VA. It's it's giant. So. Yeah. Um, and I know that this has uh, nothing to do with uh, Russia, but I thought it was important because I'm a veteran. Mm-hmm. And I know we have a lot of veteran listeners, so I just wanted to talk about that. Absolutely. Um, and an ex-Obama official said, quote, picking, picking the White House physician to run the VA is like having your Uber driver park the space shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of gives you an idea of, of, the, of, the, of the massiveness of it. And, it. and it wasn't Trump that really pushed Shulkin out. Um, because of privatization. It was other high-level um, uh, officials in the VA that Trump appointed that have been trying to privatize mm. the VA from within. So awkward, That yeah. pushed him out. Their bosses and stuff. And Ronnie, good old Ronnie, might be against privatization, but if you put him in that wolf's den and he doesn't have any experience warding off these bureaucrats, you know. Yeah, or if he doesn't know what privatization looks like coming from afar or something. Yeah. Right. He's he's still active duty. He's never even been to the VA, so <laughs> I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know how it's gonna work out. He's but. like, man, this place is So even if he says a no lot I, of stuff to do <laughs> <laughs> Even if he's like, No, I don't want to privatize the VA, it's like, Yeah, but okay, do you know how to hold off bureaucrats who do? Exactly. Um, because Shulkin lost his job for it mm-hmm. so that's so messed up to say that someone resigned when they were actually fired yeah yeah it's always been weird and they didn't call him they did the typical thing mm-hmm. um it was but via tweet uh, ronnie God jackson was it. surprised that he was so like he's like what 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 yeah um like no one knew he was even on a short list <laughs> so that is pretty insane um yeah. yeah it's interesting um how would trump fire people if he didn't have twitter i don't know well john kelly <laughs> Just a little sign. You're yeah. fired. <laughs> Facts. Because <laughs> I don't think he's understands stuff. Just edits his own photos. Yeah. <laughs> writes Shitty. a letter. Like, Do you want to resign? Check this box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, it's just it's a mess. I don't know. But yeah. uh, moving on here, the Senate. Um, recently requested emails, um, and this is the Senate, I think it's the Senate Judicial Committee, I think uh, Feinstein had something to do with this. Mm-hmm. They want to see the emails from Dearborn and Mash, Dearborn and Mashburn mm-hmm. uh, as the special counsel widens its probe uh, to include the easing of Russian language in the GOP platform at the RNC. Remember when they did that? Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, they took out the lethal arms part, um, mm-hmm. and we go into really good depth on this in, in the Russian roulette um, book series so check that out and jordan is going to go over this a little later in the show too mm-hmm. so Mueller is also investigating sessions contact with kislyak the russian ambassador at the rnc and the mayflower mm-hmm. the one that he didn't have right oh yeah i do not recall <laughs> the two that he didn't have like right in our opening sequence i did not have uh, God, i've been called a surrogate at a time or two a time or two i need a mint julep he sounds like such an idiot. Not because of his accent. No. no just no. because he's just because an idiot. Because of the words that he says yeah. and the order he says. No, it's, oh, but a, uh, 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 <laughs> it's a very debonair accent, actually. It's just that the words that are included in it are terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he stutters over his lies. He just gets mm-hmm. lost so quickly. Not yeah. as bad as Manafort. I know. That clip in the I, beginning I, is I the best. That's what I he's hard said. to that's watch. What yeah. he said. That's, that, 
that's that's our going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> have you wow. have you seen that video of the lady? She's an anchor woman, and she has like she actually has a stroke on camera, but you can't tell because it just comes out as her just misspeaking. Oh, but no. it went viral, and she was fine. Everything's okay. Okay, but she was just talking, and that's what he sounds like. She was like. We're here today at uh, Greenfield Mid and you can you can learn Yep, Zeb and you The internet is so cruel <laughs> to cut. make that go viral. People are so mean. I know it's crazy. <laughs> you sort of sounded like the Swedish chef right then. Oh, <laughs> I don't know who that is. Oh, okay. All right, that's cool. Is Swedish that the Muppets chef. guy? Yes. Oh, yes. good! Yay! Bork, bork, bork. We should get points for getting references right. Play the eighties game. <laughs> uh, Thursday, Sessions refused to appoint a special counsel to investigate FBI corruption, despite multiple GOP members in in Congress, the House in particular, how strange, mm-hmm. um, insisting on it. Right. Uh, Gates, who is the House of Representatives official fuckboy, I think. <laughs> said if i can just see him like driving a mitsubishi eclipse date raping people like he's not just texting you back yeah definitely um listening to sublime you know just <laughs> mm. uh anyway he said if sessions didn't appoint a special counsel that sessions should be fired we should get a new ag uh not me mm-hmm. um but you know whatever uh sessions did appoint huber um he's the u.s attorney from utah to team up with horowitz um, he's the head of the DOJ IG to look at the FBI and Fisk. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a lot of acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> the IG, DOJ, FBI, Fisk. I sound like I sound like that clip from Good Morning Vietnam. Seeing as how the VP is such a VIP, shouldn't we keep the PC on the QT? Because if it leaks to the VC, you can end up in MIA, and then we'd all be put on KP. Yeah, just made me think of that. I love that clip. Anyway, uh, we also learned that when Mueller flipped Gates. He wasn't doing it to get the juice on Manafort, which is kind of what we all thought, right? Exactly. Uh, He wanted Gates' testimony on conspiracy and collusion. Um, We know that Gates was in contact with a pro-Russian Ukrainian, that's Kalimnik, right, during Mm -hmm. the campaign. And uh, he would have all the info on Manafort's collusion with Deripaska as Kalimnik was the go-between. Yeah. Um, If you guys remember, we learned that Manafort dined with Kalimnik at 666 Satan Tower. (laughs) And uh, Deripaska landed in Newark that night on his private jet and then met with Kalimnik and then flew to Moscow to pick up the deputy prime minister of Russia and then on to Norway where they hung out on a boat. And Deripaska uploaded all the Manafort details Kalimnik gave him mm-hmm. to the deputy prime minister. Uh, and so the Russian sex coach, remember her? Yes. Rybka? Yeah. Uh-huh. She got video of it. And Putin's jailed, now jailed opponent, Navalny, released that video. Mm-hmm. So Gates, Gates has all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a bold move to release that. I mean, he had to know. Especially if he's in custody. Yeah, that's trippy. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Navalny? Yeah. I'd be mm-hmm. afraid of, you know, for my life. Like, they know where he is. Yeah. At this point, I guess that's just his mission, is just to stand up to Putin. Yeah. Wow. Maybe he's willing to die for it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people have, and mm-hmm. they've actually said, you know, you might kill me, but, you know. The truth will. The truth will come out, yeah. basically. Yeah. So it's if crazy. you've noticed, it seems Mueller is, is really getting into collusion and conspiracy now mm-hmm. with the reports about Gates and Person A and um, Sessions contacts with Kislyak. It seems like he was putting conspiracy and, and obstruction on the back burner. Uh, and now these because remember, we reported that he was putting obstruction on the back burner to look at conspiracy and exactly vice versa. And, and now these reports are coming out. It's interesting that that those tiny little leaks are have have 
worn out. They've become accurate, worn out, mm-hmm. uh, not worn out, worn out. They've become accurate. Yeah, they've mm-hmm. been corroborated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, the White House also leaked that Trump has been telling his aides not to talk about antithetical moves that he makes against Russia. Mm. <laughs> Poor guy. He, he, he doesn't want. Alone. He doesn't want to upset Putin. his boyfriend. Yeah. Right. Uh, Thursday night, Raw Story reported that Melania is fed up uh, with Trump, and she's thinking about taking Baron and fleeing. Wow. I hope they fly away in the plane that the Red Baron flew. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know how true that is, but it's funny to me. Um, Funny but sad. Also funny but sad, Roger Stone this week went out on Instagram smoking a cigar and called Nunberg a lying psychotic coke addict or something. (laughs) Jesus. Julie, see of that clip? Oh, yeah. This is Roger Stone. Sam Nunberg is a cocaine addict and any news organization that takes anything he said seriously is courting a serious lawsuit. Cocaine. That's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because he was like, no, man, he's my hero. He's like my dad. And, and, and wow. Who gets drunk and then leaves cigar <laughs> videos as a grown ass man <laughs> hating Roger on Stone. your contemporaries? <laughs> yeah, somebody, that's a special man. Somebody who has Nunberg as a contemporary. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's who. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Uh, we learned Friday a guy named Ted Malik was detained at Boston Logan Airport Tuesday uh, by the FBI. He was questioned for over an hour. Uh, His electronics were confiscated. He was uh, questioned about Farage, his ties to Farage, Assange, uh, WikiLeaks and Stone and Brexit and Cambridge Analytica and all that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he was given a subpoena to appear before Mueller's grand jury on April 13th. I'll go into this a little um, later uh, in more detail because everyone was like, who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm sorry, Malik? Uh, no one's heard of him before, right? Right. Except I have seen his name before, so stay tuned and I'll tie that all together a little bit later. Nice. That was the name of my dean in college. Malik? Yeah, my oh. resident dean. No relation? Oh, no. I. You know, it would make sense, because he was a fucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. What's a resident dean? Exactly. He just... Re- pres- Do they live with you? Yes, on the first floor of our building. And then he would just come out and be like, yeah, no smoking weed. No happiness. Yeah. Oh, we called those RAs. He was the head of the RAs. Oh, well, whoopty shit. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's Why not promote a, them? Don't give them the that's satisfaction. Not, that's not a dean. Yeah. He was a resident dean. He told me once that he only thought 10% of the school population smoked marijuana. Oh. Well, oh. No accounting for delusional people. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Also, Friday... Uh, two Republican congressmen were caught in a lie. I love this because one of them is Jim Jordan from Ohio, and that guy is such a dick. Uh, and Mark Meadows from North Carolina. They both asserted that Andy McCabe, former deputy director of the FBI, fired by Sessions just you know a couple days before he was going to get his pension. Mm-hmm. Also, my boyfriend. Um, they said that he lied to James Comey about his contacts with journalists. Well, there are now emails proving that McCabe did not lie to Comey. And frankly, I'm looking forward to Comey's book coming out. Uh, on April 17th, we'll be reviewing that book in a series of episodes available to our patrons, and I'm so excited. Mm. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that, you guys. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. I love our logo. I love our branding. I love the feel of our website and how easily we can update it. 
I've never been happier with our web design as I have been with Moxie Design Studios. I love their work so much that I even had them do my personal website. They're responsive and thorough, and they really understood my vision, which is hard to do when you're trying to get creative stuff going. I can't recommend them enough, so please consider Moxie Design Studios for your next project. Mention Muller she wrote for a 10% discount on services. Just visit moxiedesignstudios.com for more information, and thanks for supporting women in tech. You can also support women in podcasting by becoming a patron. You'll get access to our weekly newsletter, show notes, and bonus episodes. Just visit MullerSheWrote.com and click subscribe for details. And thanks for listening. All right. Welcome back. It is time for Hot Notes. Yeah. Uh, Hot Notes. And this week, um, we learned a little more about our friend Elliot Broidy, didn't we, Julissa? Mm-hmm. Take it away. Oh, yeah. So we recently learned that uh, hundreds of pages of Elliot Broidy's emails were leaked by an anonymous anti-Broidy source. And they detail how Broidy, while he was the vice chairman of the finance committee for Trump's inauguration, was inviting foreign leaders to meet with President Trump and would imply in the invitations that these opportunities were only for countries willing to do business with his personal company, personal company, Circinus. So, yeah. Circinus, the dumbest name ever. You're going to love our work. (laughs) I don't know why I think Circuit City or something. I think a gladiator, which is too much credit for them. Yeah. True. true. Yeah, yeah. And you you know, you're right. Yeah. Do they all wear gladiator outfits? (laughs) Circinus. Would that make them cooler? I don't know. Maybe just like heat wise, but not awesome wise. (laughs) (laughs) Nice cod piece. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We'll fight this lion for you. So these emails revealed how uh, Broidy offered tickets to VIP inauguration events, including a candlelight dinner attended by Trump. He also helped arrange meetings with Republican senators, and he offered trips to Mar-a-Lago and arranged an invitation to a party at Trump's Washington Hotel for a Romanian politician facing corruption charges. Do they do candlelight dinner so like the, the lights are so dim you don't have to look other people in the face? <laughs> I like that. It seems like that'd be a creepy look too, like looking at Trump with like a candlelit. Yeah. Like it's just... Oh, like when you evil. do the horror stories with the flashlight exactly. under your chin? Yeah, uh-huh. that's what comes to mind. Totally. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't need any help looking evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, Brody was actually so aggressive with his approach that some of his associates, <laughs> yeah, he came on strong. <laughs> growling, mm, I can only imagine. Yeah, they, they had to warn him to basically tone down his whole approach. They were just afraid that, he, you know, he would pretty much have them found out. And uh, like, dude, chill. Yeah, low basically, key, man. <laughs> And his business actually, uh, it took off after Trump won. So Circinus received lucrative contracts from all around the world worth $200 million, including uh, the United Arab Emirates contract. No. Yeah. So this was all in the emails and things we've discussed before. But uh, he's pretty upset, as you can imagine. And he's actually suing the nation of Qatar for, quote, hacking his computers and leaking unflattering information to the media. (laughs) Unflattering. Don't hold a mirror up to me so everyone can see exactly yeah. only i can do that to myself <laughs> that's a new standard for libel yeah it's very unflattering right and even if they did because brody's representatives are saying they have proof that the emails were stolen by hackers working for guitar it's still like like you said he's already been doing this he's the one that you know bragged about setting up a meeting with trump and the crown prince and but it makes sense that like, that you would pivot it that way to yeah. be to be like they painted me in an unflattering light. I mean, right. that's that's what happens. Like when the DNC got hacked and Podesta got hacked, they were like, don't 
what's in there doesn't matter. What matters is that we got hacked by the Russians. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, don't worry about the content. Just, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so uh, his attorney said, we're hoping to hold accountable those individuals who reached into the United States to conduct a hostile attack against a prominent U.S. citizen, like we were saying. Ugh. And yeah, according to the lawsuit, Qatar violated the Federal Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. And they're also accused of civil conspiracy, invasion of privacy, and possession of stolen property. Amazing. Sounds yeah. like you're talking about, are you talking about Russia? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Say, so watch familiar. the investigation into Qatar go so swiftly. Yeah. <laughs> Just swift justice <laughs> yeah. immediately. Oh, I wonder. Right. Oh, man. So, yeah, the, the whole idea is about how Qatar coordinated unflattering leaks to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Bloomberg News, and other media outlets to depict Brody, and this is in the... Uh, the lawsuit as someone who used his influence in the Trump administration to enrich himself and affect policy. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's word for word what Russia did. Exactly, yeah, that's crazy. It's really the parallels. Bad. Yeah, yeah. The Qataris say they didn't do it. You know, um, a spokesperson. Ah, yeah, yeah. I wish they just owned up to it. Like, bang. I think that'd be cool too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely pointing towards them. Did you guys have a Qatari twenty six hundred or a Qatari fifty two hundred? What, what is, is Qatari? I knew you wouldn't know what I we was don't get talking any points about. For that now one. you're that person. <laughs> this is biscuits. What did you it say? It rhymes with dumplings. Atari. It rhymes with Atari. Oh, oh. what is Atari? Oh. That sounds familiar. Atari is a game, right? Yeah, it's a video game. You ever heard of Pac-Man? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like the original uh, console. Yeah. Either the yeah. the console. Well, you, was, the console. You mm-hmm. play you play Pac-Man on an Atari 2600 or a 5200. Oh. The 52 was pretty new. See that I didn't know at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's some but I like, nerdy stuff right there. I like the no, not really. No, <laughs> that was pretty friggin' mainstream. I like the, is that where Pong was? Uh, that was Activision. Oh, see nice. now it's vintage that's nerdy. nerdy stuff. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, that's nerdy. But yeah, no, Atari was like it was the game. Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Pogs. Wow, that's a big one. Yeah, yeah, it was huge. Anyway, sorry. Oh, sorry. no worries. Forgive my, it's, it's the only uh, Qatari pun I could think of. I yeah. like it. I do appreciate it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah the, Qataris, one. the Qataris are denying it. A spokesperson for the Qatari embassy in Washington said, Mr. Brody's lawsuit is a transparent attempt to divert attention from U.S. media reports about his activities. His lawsuit is without merit or fact. Yep. So, yeah, they're just like, you know. I wonder what proof, I wonder what proof he has that it was the Qataris that hacked him. Yeah, they should just come out with it. Like, did CrowdStrike help him look well, at into this it? Point, yeah, it sounds like yeah. it's all just cyber tracing. Russia stuff. just helped. Help mm-hmm. them, There's no yeah. privacy on the internet. I mean, like we have all the you know the links and stuff to APT29, APT28, Cozy Bear, Fancy Bear, mm-hmm. uh, also known as all the Russian stuff, and how that all you know how that's all tied in, and the different codes that we go over in the Russian Roulette book review about. The different codes they found in their database. Right, um, it gets really intricate. To like be able DNA. to to be able to connect it, like mm-hmm. there is proof. Yeah. Um, and I'm just wondering if he has any, or if he's just saying that. Right. Maybe mm-hmm. he's betting there's proof. He's probably not wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, but you're gonna need to bring it to court. True. True. They're probably just trying to stir up, you know, like they said, a distraction. Just it like. reminds me of like watching People's Court, and, and she's like, "Do you have your rental receipts?" And they're like, "No, I didn't bring them today." She's like, "Where do you think you were going?" <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Jalisa. Of yeah. course. Yes. Always uh, good updates on Elliot Brody for us. I appreciate. Yeah, it. that was Thank awesome. You. You're, a, you're pretty much assigned to him now. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> Now Jordan has some information on a couple of guys named Dearborn and Mashburn. And the reason I gave this to you is because you had earlier done some reporting. I think it was in our NR, NRA Russia minisode about email from Dearborn um, to the NRA called the, where the subject line is Kremlin Connection. Mm-hmm. Like 
<laughs> yep. So Dearborn, Dearborn and Mashburn both, uh, they were Trump aides. And this week, the Senate Judiciary Committee's chairman and top Democrat, a.k.a. Chuck Grassley, Republican, and <laughs> Diane Feinstein, Democrat. How lovely. Released a joint request uh, for new emails from those two folks. So basically, this was a really nice bipartisan step in the right direction, I would say, in our yeah. Senate Judiciary Committee. Uh, not to say that they've been anything like the debauchery that was the HIC, but they have not been the best. And well, I was going to say, is the House uh, Intel Committee looking into this at all? I don't know. Mm. No. You know why? Oh, because they're done, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, that whole... That's a true question. You yeah, got no. me. <laughs> it was convincing, though. You had me going. That's gotcha journalism. That's how it works, you guys. Oh. Ask tough questions. Yeah. <laughs> April Fool's. Yeah, but exactly. A perfect point. They're not even doing the investigation so anymore. If the House, like, reopened the thing and was like, we're going to look into all these things in the in the minority report, and crazy. then they were like, April Fool's Day. Oh, my God. That is something Nunes would do. Definitely. How do you say April Fool's in Russian? Oh, yeah. Oh. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. When does this come out? Today's April Fool's, isn't it? Damn. Yes. Yeah, it comes out tomorrow. All right. Well, we'll have to learn how to say yesterday in Russian as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so basically, they sent a letter to Trump campaigns, the Trump campaign's attorney seeking these emails from Rick Dearborn. Uh, who actually went on to play a prominent role in the presidential transition before reportedly leaving the White House earlier this year. And John Mashburn, who served as the campaign's policy director and still remains in the administration. So Grassley and Feinstein noted in their letter that their previous requests for 21 Trump campaign aides emails resulted in more than 28,000 pages of documents that gave them reason to believe yeah, that they needed to investigate further into Dearborn and Mashburn. So they found stuff in those emails where they were like, we need to ask more questions. Yeah. Which is promising. It I mean, is. it is good. We all know these things, but it's nice to know that they're also yeah, finding them it. and agreeing exactly. on them, I guess. Our standards That's are so low are now. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're, they're at least pretending to get along in their sham investigation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, you know, then the house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pretend their sham investigation. <laughs> uh, so Dearborn was a former top aide to Attorney General Jeff Sessions, actually, and uh, during Sessions' Senate career. And they had a cute relationship. They worked mm. together for a long time. Um, but if... The things that I've read, if I'm getting the right vibes, it seems like Dearborn actually grew kind of annoyed with Sessions. And, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, or just didn't... I'll have to find my sources on why I'm thinking that. I can't pull just them up some right vibes. now. Yeah. I'll just get some vibes, which is not a way to report a story <laughs> at all. So. I'd, I'd like that kind of journalism. <laughs> yeah. It's a podcast. We can have vibes. Vibe yeah. journalism. We're in a vibe-friendly zone. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, no, I forgot. I read something about like the nuances of their relationship. Uh, but anyway, so... Uh, Dearborn. <laughs> and Dearborn was probably like, this guy racist as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I can't can hang out with hope. you, man. Yeah, <laughs> one can only hope. Racist vibes. <laughs> Hopefully it was not that he wasn't racist enough. Oh, good point. That is the fear. Right, Dearborn's probably like, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't like black people either, but you're taking it a little far. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I was born from deers, okay? I'm okay with a lot of things. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, that was pretty stupid. That was pretty stupid. I love you, though. <laughs> Mashburn. Grandma on Thanksgiving fucking up. That's what that is. Get it? Okay, I'm done. I'm so done. I'm sorry. I thought that was a funny pun. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so Mashburn 
and Dearborn. Actually, Dearborn is connected with having received emails, like AG was talking about, about that Mayflower meeting that happened with Sessions. And it was actually Donald Trump. It was Sessions, Trump, and Kushner. And then he is now under investigation, or I imagine that's what they're trying to investigate, is when he received those emails, what he knew, when he knew it, and why he didn't alert anybody about it. Mm-hmm. In cahoots, I would say. I know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this uh, this letter, another interesting fact about this letter from Grassley and Feinstein, also asked the Trump campaign to search for records of, quote-unquote, possible misspellings of the name George Papadopoulos. <laughs> this is my favorite. Mm-hmm. They're like, search all your emails, um, but search also P-A-P-A-D. Uh, because they could you they could have spelled Papadopoulos a million ways. And, oh, yeah, and it, it, I in I wouldn't put it past them to search for Papadopoulos spelled correctly only and mm-hmm. not any variations. It was like, well, we got four emails, yeah, and that's it. But there, you know, there's probably a hundred with his name spelled wrong. Yeah, exactly. you're right. I bet there was a fight in that committee just to convince them to yeah. make, put that in the letter. Like, <laughs> why do you not want us to search for all the Papadopoulos yeah. emails? Or that was their plan. Guys, we'll just misspell Papadopoulos. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> but the Russians have a different spelling. <laughs> yeah. They almost got away with it, too, until this letter. Um... So yeah, great bipartisan effort, I I would say, and we'll see what comes of that. I imagine they're going to, I mean, I think it's, we'll talk about the Indictment Fantasy League after, but I think they could be prospective picks. Mm. I think they're on there. Oh. Uh, Dearborn was. I don't think Mashburn was. Right. Ah, so we'll, yes. add yeah, we'll have yeah. to add Mashburn. We'll do that. Uh, we'll do that a little bit later. Bad. All right. Well, thank you. Yes. 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 Thank yeah, you, Jordan. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, guys. I want to talk a little bit, a uh, little bit about a guy named Ted Malik to whose name I'm sure most Mueller junkies simultaneously proclaimed, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> was a huge nerd myself. I remember exactly where I'd seen his name before. So I wanted to tell you guys about it. This past Tuesday, a man named Ted Malik was stopped at the Boston Logan Airport on his way into the country from the United Kingdom. Just like Nader uh, and Papadop, Papadopoulos, uh, mm-hmm. they were both stopped at Dulles, remember? Mm-hmm. Um, just like this, they they uh, Malik was stopped and he was searched and his electronics were confiscated, um, and he was questioned for over an hour in the airport by FBI agents um, about his ties to Stone and WikiLeaks, Farage, Brexit, Cambridge Analytica, all that. So who is Ted Malik? Well, the first time I saw him, his name I, I saw his name come up was in the Fusion GPS House Intelligence Committee transcripts back when there was a House Intelligence Committee doing investigation. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, the line of questioning starts on page 99 when Adam Schiff um, returns to the room. I guess he had been on a break or he'd left briefly. And Adam Schiff asks first about whether or not Simpson had thrown out any of the intel he received from Christopher Steele because he thought it was sourced from disinformation. Um, and Simpson said, no, the only things that we threw out were microscopic and significant words. The major points of the report were all included in the mm-hmm. dossier. And then Schiff changed his line of questioning. Uh, to WikiLeaks and said, quote, and didn't you during the course of your work uncover any information regarding a connection between Trump or those around Trump and WikiLeaks? And Mr. Simpson said, yes. I mean, you've seen some of the public reporting. I mean, this would be separate from the Steele stuff. But, you know, we gradually towards the end of the project became very interested in Roger Stone when he bragged about having his contact. We tried to figure out who that contact was. We started going into who Stone was and who his relationships were with, and essentially the trial led to sort of an international far-right group. 
and you know, Brexit happened, and Nigel Farage became someone that we were very interested in, and I think that's interesting. And so I've formed my own opinions that there was a somewhat unacknowledged relationship between the Trump people and the UKIP people. Uh, UKIP is the party that was for Brexit, Mm -hmm. the pro-leave party. Right. The Tea Party party. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Quote, and that the path to WikiLeaks ran through that, ran through Trump and UKIP. Um, And I still think that. That's what Mr. Simpson said. Mm -hmm. Then Adam Schiff says, uh, quote, and when you talk about the connection between the Trump campaign and the Brexit campaign, is that a line you're drawing through Cambridge Analytica? Unquote. And then Simpson answered, well, Bannon went over to the UK in 2011 to set up sort of a British Tea Party. No pun intended. (laughs) Then in a a redacted person says one minute and talks to Mr. Simpson. And then Mr. Simpson starts speaking again. And he seems a little flustered when he comes back. And he says, "Uh, I don't think that Cambridge is the nucleus. Uh, I think there's some Bannon connections and other Stone associates, a guy named Malik, Theodore Roosevelt Malik, who's an American that was living in the UK. He was associating with UKIP. And I believe he's a significant figure in this. Mm. Unquote. Simpson went on to say that he, uh, quote, I've been... um, told but not confirmed that Nigel Farage has, has had additional trips to the Ecuadorian embassy to provide data to Assange hmm. on a thumb drive. So it's all, that's where Malik first came up. So FBI officials have now questioned Malik about whether or not he traveled to Ecuador to meet with Assange. Uh, he denies everything, which makes me think he's about to be charged with lying to the FBI. Yeah. Just like, uh, I don't know, Papadopoulos. And um, so he's been given a subpoena. Uh, and he will appear before Mueller's grand jury on April 13th. So the way that I feel like this went down is Mueller had the information on him. He had criminal uh, wrongdoing, and he was able to, that's how he was able to obtain a warrant to obtain this guy's, and to detain and obtain his electronic devices. Mm -hmm. That's how Mueller operates. And then he asked him questions that he already knew the answers to. Mm -hmm. Um, And apparently it's from from, uh, Malik's point of view is he denied everything, so... We'll mm. see what happens at the grand jury. Excited to see that. So that could be an up- upcoming indictment. Yeah. So, um, Malik is convinced the whole reason he was denied, or excuse me, the whole reason he was detained by the FBI in the first place is because he's writing a book on the deep state. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if he knows that deep state is a made-up term from Cambridge Analytica based in psychographics and micro-targeting. <laughs> so ironic. Basically, shit dumb people will be afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> I like calling someone a shit dumb person. <laughs> shit, shit dumb. Oh, that's pretty pretty funny. Um, but yeah, that's 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 exactly what deep state was, along with uh, drain the swamp. You know, those were Cambridge Analytica terms that they tested um, on 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 people, mm-hmm. and apparently gullible people fell for it, so they used it in the campaign. Malik is also wondering aloud to the media uh, how the FBI could legally search his cell phone. But he knows better than to try that, I think. Um, like I said, if Mueller wants your phone, it's because he knows what's in there and he has sufficient proof that what's, what's in there is criminal. Exactly. That's how you get, that's how you get a warrant. Yeah. You don't get it. to have the rights of a citizen and at the same time undermine us all. Nope. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the way it works. Anyway, that's Malik, you guys. So Nice. Yeah. With that, we'll be right back. We love our listeners and we want your input on the podcast. Please take a moment and rate us on iTunes and leave us feedback on any of our social media platforms. You can follow us on Twitter at MullerSheWrote and you'll be automatically entered to win a PlayStation 4. 
when we reach 10,000 followers. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Social media engagement is probably one of the nicest things you can do for us outside of becoming a patron. Patrons get all sorts of extras, including our member newsletter, my personal show notes, and branded gifts like t-shirts, reusable grocery bags, and our forthcoming Sexy Justice calendar. Help us make the podcast and support women in podcasting by visiting MullerSheWrote.com and clicking subscribe. Then head over to iTunes and give us a rating. We are so grateful for all of you. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Are you guys ready for the Fantasy Indictment League? Yeah. All right. This week... Uh, I want to add Mashburn, just like you said, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the guy, the Dearborn. Because mm-hmm. I think Dearborn's already on there. We'll check. If yeah, yeah. If he's not, I'll put him on there. Um, and I have a feeling there may be a few GOP congressmen we can add, including Tom Tillis, mm-hmm. uh, who despite his work to protect Mueller with um, Coons, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Senator Coons, uh, he did have foreigners advising his 2014 campaign via Cambridge Analytica. So, Have you ever noticed that all of the most evil GOP people have alliterations for names? Ooh, give me an example. Mitch McConnell. <laughs> T- Tom Tillis. Chris Christie. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm sure it goes both ways. We just, we know so many Republicans <laughs> now, yeah. <laughs> Barack Obama. False. Oh, B.O. Yeah. <laughs> they love that one. Yeah, that one doesn't roll off the tongue. It really doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, we'll see. Well, you guys ready for sabotage? Yeah. Yes. All right. I got a story from Russia State TV, which could be disinformatia, um, but they're reporting a top White House official told Russia not to worry about their 60 diplomats. They got rid of 60 who's... They have two to three year terms. They got rid of 60 whose terms were expiring anyway and just going to let them send 60 back in their place. Just replace Mm. them. Again, I do not have credible confirmation on the story, um, but if it were true, that would definitely be something Mueller might be interested in hearing about. Um, This story has been verified by a source at the State Department, along with one of my personal sources. Oh. Uh, But that's it. So take it as you will. These are like loosely corroborated through people and I'm telling yeah. you on a podcast. So mm-hmm. um, I, you know, like one of the things I really want to do on this podcast is say, I got this from the New York Times. This came from Washington Post or I think this and it's been corroborated by the New York Times or, you know, AP or Reuters or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if it's, if it's something this could be wishy-washy, I want to let you know. Yeah, I don't feel super confident about it, but it's what I've heard. It's been, and I'll tell you, how many people have corroborated it. Um, and then there's stuff that's completely theory and fantasy for us. And, and I try to make sure that, that we, you know, make those differences known as well. So Definitely. that's just important to me. Um, anyway, having the White House uh, and the UN ambassador make the denigrating statements about Russia and Putin, um, you know, doesn't really match Trump's pattern of behavior towards Russia. Um, his but his pattern is intact like mm-hmm. this whole thing where somebody says don't worry about the 60 people you can send 60 people back or you know right before the um, election went down after the Obama sanctions went down uh, after the election went down and, and uh, I think it was Kushner or DT Jr. who told Kislyak don't worry about the, the sanctions. sanctions or was it Flynn 
Flynn said, we'll tear him up. And then uh, Junior was like, we'll take care of that when my dad's president. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's more consistent with their, their personality right. and their history. Yeah. Um, and and the and this now something like this and then and it was something um i don't know he just the the removal of the um heavy anti-russia language in the gop platform at the rnc mm-hmm. all these things um and he never says a bad word about putin but right like his whole life is insulting people so it's yeah. just like but this <laughs> one guy he Very won't do curious. it yeah. so like i said it's it's with the White House statement and the U.N. ambassador making the, making the harsh statements on Russia um, on behalf of this administration. Um, but he never says anything himself. And when he did sanction, when he did the only sanctions he's put into place, the ones that were voted in that were due in October and then January still haven't been put into place. Yeah. But he did sanction 13 Russians, but it's only because Robert Mueller did it first. So mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, his pattern of piggybacking of this... Yeah, and in his pattern of not saying anything bad about Russia is maintained. Yeah, he's so. not going to set any precedents on punishing Russia. Exactly. No. <laughs> yeah. No way. No. And um, but I don't know. It's it's. I can see where he's trying to, or the, at least the administration is trying to do some stuff, taking McMaster's advice and and all that. Um, but I don't trust he him. he just won't do it himself. Just kind of like he won't fire anybody himself. He's just a coward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. I think that's probably part of it. If he could tweet the Russians away, that would be ideal. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, he doesn't even tweet against him, though, which, is, <laughs> which means that there's something going on, you know? Oh, definitely. All right, you guys, let's go to this week's comments and questions. Uh, first, I wanted to address a tweet I got from Amanda Levitt, who is at, fo- at Fat Body Politics on Twitter. She wrote to us saying... Uh, quote, I'd enjoy the podcast 100% more if they stopped using the word fat in such a negative way. There are much better ways to talk about Trump than by calling him fat, unquote. And that's a good call. She's totally right. There are so many other things we can call him out on. And mm-hmm. I don't think that body shaming is the answer. So right. uh, I agree with it 100%. So we're going to move away from that. Um, she also suggested she made suggestions. I love that. Which I do, I do love because it, I understand like... I, I just love it when people say, hey, there's a problem with this and I have some solutions, you know, yeah. as opposed to just there's a problem, you know. <laughs> so she suggested we can use dill hole or trash bucket <laughs> nice. as alternatives. I think that's great. They are. Those um, are good alternatives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I love it that she offered solutions. Thank you, Amanda, for yeah, your insights. Thank Thanks you. for pointing that out. So We're very body positive people in general. We so definitely. would hate to project the... That we don't want to perpetuate that. We're right. very against that. Yeah. And I, but I think that where the rubber meets the road is that we're also comedians mm-hmm. and shit just comes out of our mouth. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not an excuse. We have to be more conscious of what comes out of our mouth because yeah. it can actually yeah. influence people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To us, if I may speak for us, it's more so the humor of hitting him where it hurts because he's created this very fragile ego that's centered around vanity so hitting him with something that is typically vain yeah. is, is like entertaining to us to do but if it's perpetuating that's where it comes from yeah but if it's mm-hmm. perpetuating negativity yeah. we don't want to do that no only shame the body of his politics yeah there you on. go like it yeah yeah because yeah you're totally right that's exactly right jordan it's mm-hmm. it's because like that's why i want to call him a pussy yeah uh <laughs> because even though Pussies are awesome and way stronger. And we claim our own pussies. It's power. <laughs> and they're yeah. like like pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it would bother him. Yep. Because he doesn't see them as amazing. Yeah. So 
because he i don't know yeah but yeah totally fair comment and that's awesome yeah so we're gonna be away from that we'll be more conscious of that thank you very much amanda uh at rj alias asked if we think Mueller is holding off on indictments uh, of the top people until a new congress is set to impeach him or do you think it's because he's not got a soundproof case yet and this is interesting i think that he's probably got some indictments ready to go and i think if he's not indicting people it's because it would be giving away stuff to other people who still haven't spoken to him yeah right it could change their tune or do whatever they can to try to protect themselves it would be tipping his hand it would be showing his cards and he doesn't want to do that yet um i don't think he's waiting for congress um i think he's he's completely apolitical so he's like, I'm going to do my job um, the best way that I can. I might have to hold some indictments back in order to make sure that I have all the information I need on other people before I release them because they'll become public. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I don't know, maybe he can indict people in secret. There are sealed indictments, but, yeah. you know. It makes sense to me, though, what you just said. That that seems, anything that is strategic is what I would imagine he's doing. Yeah, yeah anything just. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Strategery. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At the three Buckleys wants to know what our reasons for thinking Mueller won't indict a sitting president are. And I, I'm not sure where you got that. I think he can indict a sitting president. Mm-hmm. Right. But he wouldn't probably for the reasons you just said. Well, he might. Like if he waited for some reason and, you know. Might just be because that's a part of the plan. It's a part of. I mean, if that's what. Yeah, but if like, he gets to the like end right now, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, but uh, he. He I, means in general. It yeah. Sounds, or they. Oh, like or he she. would never. Right. Oh well, yeah. I don't think he he would just not do it if yeah. he could. Mm-hmm. I think if he had the the, uh, unless he for some reason thinks that it's against the law. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that that's been settled. Exactly. Yeah. In case law. Uh-huh. But he knows better than I do. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I think he can indict a sitting president. I think he might. So I don't know. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Uh, at Poop Weasel. I just have to <laughs> always read a question from Poop Weasel. It's the best name. <laughs> Asked on a scale from one to 10, how fucked is Manafort? <laughs> Manafort is fucked. Oh. <laughs> I think you just wanted us to say that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Uh, also, how badly does Trump want to fire Sessions? I think he desperately wants to fire Sessions. And oh, that, yeah. that's why I think Sessions came out this week, um, sicking the IG and uh, U.S. Attorney Huber on the FBI. It makes it harder for Trump to fire him. Um, though he could fire him for not appointing a special prosecutor. I don't know. So it's, many reasons, but he definitely wants to. Yeah, I think he does, too. Mm-hmm. They can just That would be the easiest way to replace somebody above rosenstein who can you know put a kibosh on the Mueller investigation mm-hmm. um at b adler san diego g is wondering why people like rona graf and alan weissenberg are not facing any consequences because they're the ones who have uh to complete all the tasks um i think they're just going to be pumped for information honestly um as long as they don't lie to the fbi um they could be charged with conspiracy but i mean I don't know. I feel like I feel like Mueller is just going to get what he needs out of them to get the bigger folks. But he also doesn't seem like a guy who would leave any stone unturned right. or, or leave any criminal unindicted. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. Can you do you think that he would just straight up not? Because can you get someone to flip if you don't indict them on anything? 
Can you get someone to flip? Uh, you tell secrets. <laughs> you could offer them immunity. Yeah. Like Nader. Yeah. So I don't know. And that might have already happened and we don't know. Um, I think that if they committed a big enough crime and didn't have any information to give on someone else that, that they would be um, indicted. Fair. That would be or fair. Or charged or whatever. It's kind of unfair that the whole flipping thing is even a thing, but it's necessary to getting yeah. the bigger fish. Exactly. It is. Yeah. It, it's a tool. Yeah. It's a tool that prosecutors use all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, just even sometimes to just win a case, plead down, you know, so I can win. Yeah. It would just be so nice if everyone could just get leveled to the degree they deserve. Yeah. <laughs> that was, so true. That would be, be so nice. awesome. <laughs> Uh, at the Deep Magic asked why Rosenstein's only option is to resign if Trump asked him to fire Mueller. And here's why. You remember that uh, report we did a, a minute ago about the nine senators who sent a letter to the five people in succession of the Department of Justice saying you have to come out publicly and say that you won't f- fire Rose- or Mueller or impede the, uh, impede the investigation? Mm-hmm. The reason... Rosenstein's only option is to resign is because he has said that publicly. That's right. why Rosenstein wasn't in the letter. Um, he w- They weren't talking to him because he already publicly promised that he would not fire Mueller unless mm-hmm. it was for cause. Um, and so that means he would, if if Trump asked him to, he'd have to resign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, or Trump would fire him. So that's that's why. Um, at Sorrell Woods wants to know what makes white collar crime so hard to prosecute, citing that if someone steals a honey bun from a convenience store, boom, charges are filed. But if somebody makes off with 500 million of an oligarch's cash, um, he's still being investigated four years later. So the answer is money. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> they have, and they don't, don't forget, they have the annual white collar crime symposium every year. Gotta get passes. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's... and just counsel. Yeah, exactly the counsel you can afford. Yeah, Manafort's lawyers are very pricey, and mm-hmm. and so they can drag this out, and they yeah. know the law. Whereas most most um, low crime or um, blue collar crime, it, you have a public defender. Yeah, that you're assigned, and they're stretched so thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. public uh, public defenders are amazing, but you know they're not. They don't have a zillion dollars and, and right. unlimited resources to work with. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you have money, you could get the Twinkie defense or the Honey Bun defense. Yeah. <laughs> the Honey Bun defense. I was very psychologically <laughs> disturbed at the time. I really, really <laughs> needed a Honey Bun. <laughs> yeah, case dismissed. Have a Honey Bun. You've been through a lot. <laughs> if the Honey Bun fits, you must acquit. <laughs> that makes no sense. All right. At, <laughs> it's okay. At Sam Stanton says... Uh, wants to know when Mueller will show his hand and who's going to get the next indictment. Oh, that could just, there's so much that we don't know. I am not going to be able to predict that yeah. correctly, but I'm still waiting for the additional Russia indictments to drop. But he may not be able to drop those without revealing a little conspiracy right. with Assange and WikiLeaks and now Cambridge Analytica's tied into it, um, which brings Malik and Sessions and... Like so many Kushner and Bannon, it brings so many people into it. He might be that whole giant ball of stuff he's just like working on and he's waiting until he's done with all that. But um, so he might not be able to separate those, the hack of the DNC and the Podesta emails out from that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Gosh, everything's so entangled. It's like he's got to get to the end of every rope before he can just drop everything. Yeah. I had an indictment vomit all over the place. <laughs> I wonder if all of these guys have a Facebook group where they just talk about, they're like, 
Hey, man. I've, I've thought that about just getting crazy, isn't it? Yeah, we might be fucked. <laughs> I've thought that about meter maids. Like, what are meter like, maids? They're the people who hand you write you parking tickets. Oh God! Yeah, like where do they hang out? Uh, they they can the only have, they can only be friends with each other. Yeah, so they must have a closed Facebook group. Like, <laughs> yeah, today this dick said I don't I don't want a ticket. Uh, like, yeah. oh, that's yeah, that's new. And then. He turned his wheels the wrong way. He didn't cramp <laughs> to the curb. <sighs> Some people's kids, man. Gosh. <laughs> At Nick's Rock said, what the fuck is a Ted Malik?" <laughs> well, well, I think we covered That's exactly that, what yeah. you predicted. I hope I answered that for you. Yeah. I, you're, look at That's correct. Um, anyway, that's, those are all the questions that we got. Do you guys have anything you want to add? I wanted to shout out to a couple of our patrons that are super awesome. Yeah, do it. Um, Anne, you know who you are. I don't want to divulge identities, <laughs> but thank you so much for she gave us a super generous Captain Anne donation. No, yeah. that's Captain Anna. Oh, yeah, two different. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yes, mm-hmm. Anne. Our, oh, are brought to this episode was brought to you by Anne. Anne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a super generous donation. Yeah, she's uh-huh. awesome and has supported us from day one. And much like all of you have, thank you so much. Uh, and then Captain Anna from connecticut she sent us a really nice care package i don't have the letter on me right now to read it it was a nice letter it was was such a nice nice letter yeah Yeah. she's a badass woman she sent it on international women's day she's the only female captain on the island that she's on that she operates on yeah yeah Yeah. so cool come out we'll have a boat ride yeah Yeah. so sweet and she sent us a bunch of her swag we could reenact the deripaska deputy prime minister (laughs) download and you can be uh, you can be a ripka Oh, the sex worker? Yeah. <laughs> Why no. Because you know all about how to sex coach people. I don't know about that. Okay. Are you a I sex don't know coach? What you've heard. No. Oh. Hmm. I just figure, you know. One of, one of us is I'm too old to be sex. a sex coach, so. Yeah. Unless I'm, I'm just sexually su- confused. So unless I don't I'm just know. supervising. Well, that work, yeah. <laughs> unless I'm just supervising from the corner. Like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tried it. Take a left. Won't Would work. you take a left? <laughs> <laughs> check in check in would you <laughs> yeah no i would i wouldn't that wouldn't be good for me yeah someone also, that's sexually liberated also that that's what i was thinking yeah exactly awesome free yeah. person yeah uh didn't we get a patron at a hundred dollar level we did kevin yeah yes thank you kevin, thank you, kevin. Forgot that about means kevin. he gets to come and be a guest on the show he yeah. does so he's gonna uh prepare or i'm gonna give him um something to prep on an article or something uh, and he's gonna drive Yay, down that'll be so fun and he'll appear in this section of the show in the in the questions and comments oh that's gonna be so section. fun nice. looking forward to meeting him i know god that's so cool of you man to, yeah. to be able to support us like that um, we'll get extra wine we were we were kind of i think we called it the top one tenth of one percent yeah <laughs> for a hundred dollars a month yeah we'll give you everything ever and you can be on our show we were sort of kidding and then we got somebody yes who, who was generous enough to do it yeah that's so awesome you, you, our listeners are the best you guys are seriously the best yes. we love you oh, so yeah. much also, we wanted to give the shout out to all the male allies that listen to us. Yes. Oh, yeah. That are super supportive of women and just amazing. And we have people that send us, like one of our patrons wanted to take his daughter when he was in D.C. on an all-female DC tour, just as, so like cool. powerful female figures and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and we got we got some really good demographics, and forty percent of you guys are are dudes, mm-hmm. and you're a hundred percent supportive. And I feel like 
I feel like I have like a an entourage of, of, of yeah of just rad dudes. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing, and, and then, I, which is so good because I was losing faith in the dudes. Oh yeah, <laughs> and now like I have it back. So that's the kind of power that you can yep. wield yep. as a cool dude for sure. And then the obvious shout out to all of our strong ladies. Yes, yes, and those in between and questioning. Also, yes. oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yep, yep. We, we non-binary, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. We have, I think it was three percent of our listeners identify as other. Oh, cool! Wow. Which is rad. That is super rad to me. Um, so woot woot. Yeah. Hell yeah. Best bass ever. Yeah. <laughs> seriously the coolest fans of all podcasts anywhere of all mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Uh guys, Love that's it. That's our show. I've been AG. I'm Julissa Johnson. I'm Jordan Coburn. And this is Muller She Wrote. Muller She Wrote is produced and engineered by AG with editing and logo design by Jalisa Johnson. Market Consulting by Amanda Reeder and Unicorn Creative. Our Digital Media Director and Subscriber Manager is Jordan Coburn. Fact-checking and research by AG with support from Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn. Our web design and branding is by Joelle Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is MullerSheWrote.com. Season four of How We Win is here. For the past four years, we've been making history in critical elections all over the country. And last year, we made history again by expanding our majority in the Senate, eating election-denying Republicans in crucial state house races, and fighting back a non-existent red wave. But the MAGA Republicans who plotted and pardoned the attempted overthrow of our government now control the House thanks to gerrymandered maps and repressive anti-voter laws. And the chaotic spectacle we've already seen shows us just how far they will go to seize power, dismantle our government, and take away our freedoms. So the official podcast of The Persistence is back with season four. There's so much more important work ahead of us to fight for equity, justice, and our very democracy itself. We'll take you behind the lines and inside the rooms where it happens with strategy and inspiration from progressive changemakers all over the country. And we'll dig deep into the weekly news that matters most and what you can do about it with messaging and communications expert, co-founder of Way to Win, and our new co-host, Jennifer Fernandez-Ancona. So join Steve and I every Wednesday for your weekly dose of inspiration, action, and hope. I'm Steve Pearson. And I'm Jennifer Fernandez-Ancona. And And this this is how we win. MSW Media. Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn-in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane, and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, Welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis' first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun. 
and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA. As a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler... How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary... They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is lawyers, guns, and money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing in the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th, or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.